Hello, and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. My name is Brian Stone, and I'm the associate editor at Bank Automation News. Joining me today is Morali Mollinger, Senior Vice President at Nultrapy. In this edition, Morali discusses how virtual assistants can be used by community financial institutions to great effect, what the implementation process looks like, and how this technology can help smaller banks compete with their larger counterparts. So at a high level, what is going on in the credit union industry is, you know, there are multiple forces that are um, in effect that directly impact the member experience, right? So if um, I'll get to the member experience as the core benefit of uh, using virtual agents and so on. But so um, demographic changes, you know, millennials are uh, uh, shaping the way the financial services and banking engagements happen. And there are some economic factors with all the inflation, inflationary talks, um, consumers are reevaluating financial decisions and so on. And then this whole um, uh, come across uh, three different uh, pillars. Now, one is about uh, digitization. What kind of benefits uh, financial institutions are, are deriving from uh, um, from Entropy's, the enterprise class digital platform that includes virtual agents and virtual assistants and so on. So, so digital is one of the pillars where uh, by opening newer channels uh, or opening almost all the channels possible where your um, consumers are going to come in from like text, chat, voice, video, co-browsing, screen sharing, social, and so many other channels. Uh, that's a great benefit for a for a, a consumer to have a, a seamless access to um, um, all these communication channels. That's number one. And from a from a institution perspective, um, so now the contact center agents are able to engage with the members where they are at and in the channel of their choice. So that is. Uh, increasing more accessibility. That's an that's a interesting um, benefit there. Uh, and the second pillar is around automation. So once you have all these uh, um, channels opened up, um, how do you differentiate uh, high, high volume, low value requests that are coming on these channels versus high value, um, low volume kind of requests that come in? So how do you um, look at these um, call volumes or contact volumes and then see how what part of it can be self-serviced by the consumers and what part of, it, part of it can be automated. So the automation as a pillar generates a lot of these benefits around you know, cost-effective way of servicing your member requests, uh, omni-channel experiences, and also self-service capabilities. Third is around, the third pillar is around intelligence. So once these uh, communication channels are automated through AI, um, um, uh, there is going to be a lot of conversational data that will be collected through conversations on text and chat and voice and video. So what do you do with that? All the all the data. So that's where the intelligence pillar derives, uh, provides benefits around um, uh, actionable insights to the contact center supervisors and operators, um, and also understanding the member or the consumer behavior and their needs to the extent of an understanding their sentiment, mood, and the tone in which they are interacting, and also their specific topics for which they are calling into the contact center. So you get to learn more about your consumers, their needs, and their behaviors. So these are some of the benefits at a high level across digital 
or digitization, automation, and uh, intelligence? So I, I have a two-part question for you. Uh, number one, with, with specifically on these community financial institutions, how do you think, what do you think the best method is for implementing this technology? And number two, what does the roadmap look like uh, for implementation? So um, depending on where the financial institution is in their digital journey, because different institutions are at different points um, in their journey. Um, so they are looking at um, the, the levers, you know, am I trying to look for um, optimizing my contact center operation? Uh, do I have a problem of call abandonment? Do I have a problem of employee attrition? Or do I have problem of, you know, a member experience from accessibility to um, these uh, cha uh, channels? So depending on where they are in their digital journey, the roadmap is designed. So it takes, um, the first set of effort is to really level set and understand at the institution level, you know, where exactly, what is the call distribution like? Why are members or consumers calling and are they trying to get some transactions uh, closed or an acquisition related information and so on. So anyway, so uh, that is the first uh, step of this whole implementation process. Um, what we have seen uh, is customers generally start with the, the most impactful channel, which is voice. Um, today, about 68% of uh, um, consumer calls happen through voice. So voice is still the preferred medium. So um, intelligent virtual agent, which is our AI, that is a, a bot that automates a lot of the incoming contact requests um, uh, is something that our customers are looking at to deploy and automate and address 30 to 40% of the voice calls that come into the contact center queue. So IVA for voice, intelligent virtual agent for voice, the first one. And then the way um, uh, LTP has designed the AI is you write one AI that understands the consumer's intent, and then we automate that as a workflow across all channels. So you write AI once, and then it is immediately available for all channels, which means once you automate IVA for voice, then you go on to IVA for chat without disrupting any of the workflows and the AI. The AI continues to work for chat. And then we have a, a powerful feature, which is a differentiated feature where we deflect the incoming calls to a text as a channel. So this is the third step, which is if I'm talking to someone on a, a call, I'm one-on-one -on -one basis. And if my time is held by the, the call volumes, um, the call center. But if I'm able to deflect that incoming call to a text, um, an agent, a single agent can service uh, eight different um, text-based communication or text requests at a time. So you get one is to eight ratio. So, so IVA for voice is the first step and then uh, moving on to chat, text, and then the video. So that's sort of what I have seen as a, a progression of how customers implement. My next question is how do how do you bring together sort of where we've been uh, in the space of assisting customers with banking to now the use of these virtual assistants? Because you know older customers are typically more hesitant to change and are more you know always wanting to speak to a human versus use an AI or something along those lines. So how do you reconcile those two things? 
And what we have seen is the old channels never go away. People do like to walk into a branch and have a conversation. So some channel, channels don't go away. It's just that uh, um, as the demographic changes, like I said earlier, millennials, they are digital natives. They would love to live in the digital medium. They don't want to step into a branch. Um, but you are back to your point of um, how do you retain the traditional member experiences yet offer a digital um, presence to uh, newer members or different uh, preferences. So um, see the way the way Eltropy's um, uh, framework is designed is, again, this is an industry's first um, way of looking at credit union from a unified solutions framework standpoint. So we are the only company that offers a unified solution framework where we um, support the communication channels from in-branch to virtual branches, to text and chat and voice and video that we talked about, co-browse and so on. So we have automation and intelligence built on this unified solutions framework. So, so any conversation that uh, a consumer would initiate from a branch, and then let's just say the conversation ships to uh, a chat, to a voice, we keep track of the whole conversation uh, context and the whole breadcrumb of how the uh, information uh, flows, right? So, so that is something that we provide as a, a seamless uh, experience for, for the consumers to switch between channels. So we continue to support traditional channels, we support newer channels and the channel of choice, that's it. How do you think these virtual assistants will help the smaller uh, banks and financial institutions to compete with say, their larger competitors like the Bank of America's or the truests of the world? So uh, I think the large banks were the early movers. So their cost of innovation was much, much higher. So with the, with the drop in the compute power of uh, um, AI, you know, AI can do a lot more uh, uh, compute uh, in, from a unit cost standpoint. So the cost of deploying um, chatbots and voice bots have tremendously reduced. Now the field is level. So whether you are a smaller institution or a larger bank, um, the kind of technology and uh, the variety of uh, channels that is available to, to consumers is uh, pretty fixed, right? Um, yes, as you know, um, there are certain complex, uh, low volume, highly complex queries that a, a large institutions may address. But if I'm a smaller bank, I get my ROI um, of, um, automating 60% of my incoming calls at the same or lower price point than a big bank and not worry so much about the remaining 40% that can be handled through high touch branch field agents. Um, so that's how um, uh, it, is, uh, it is shaping up. You know, The big banks and the small institutions are leveled with uh, a similar technologies. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Please follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. And as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com.